What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Ezri. If this is your guys' first time listening to the show, welcome. This podcast is free and available on all major uh, podcast recording platforms with podcasts coming out four to five days a week. Um, if you don't mind, if you haven't already, please leave a review, or not a review, but a rating, excuse me, on the podcast if you don't mind taking the time out of your day to do that, as well as thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me on a day-to-day basis. I apologize for not having a podcast up yesterday, as it was a little bit of just kind of a dry spell for the sports world in general. Wanted to get a recap, obviously, of yesterday's game, which we will obviously get into here in a few minutes. But with that being said, as we always do, let's get straight into it, shall we? Around the world, as it always starts out with, Chiefs and Buccaneers game could be moved to Minnesota due to Hurricane Ian. There is a handful of other uh, games that are being moved and rescheduled throughout the country due to the upcoming massive hurricane that's due to hit the East Coast here within the next few days. Um, My thoughts and prayers go out to all the families, all the people Included or being affected, excuse me, by this terrible upcoming hurricane. And uh, if hopefully, if you uh, just need something to listen to to get your mind off of the current madness going outside with Mother Nature, uh, maybe my, my podcast can bring you some relief and comfort uh, in a time of dark times and tragedy, which is due to happen, especially when you have massive hurricanes like Ian upcoming. Zach Wilson is returned, uh, is cleared for return this week for the New York Jets. Many fantasy owners like myself are contemplating, do we stick with quarterbacks like Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins over Zach Wilson? That is the true question. Um, obviously, I'm not a fantasy expert, but I'd be curious to see what you guys feel about that uh, as far as conversation topic goes. If you have some uh, topics or conversation or just overall opinions of what I want to say or what I cover, uh, at Westside Sports 7 on Twitter is the podcast platform. And also you can find me on Twitter for my st- uh, main profile, which is capital PNW Professor. You can find me there as well if you want to reach out to me and leave me questions to do that for week to week. Yankees secure the AL East last night, as well as the St. Louis Cardinals clinching the NL Central. Congratulations to both teams. Joey Bosa uh, was originally week to week when I wrote this this morning with a significant groin injury. Has now officially been placed in IR with the anticipation he will return sometime this season. Fortunately for Seahawks fans, this lines up with the, I uh, believe it's week seven, we go to uh, the, the Chargers and he will not be there. So that will be a huge help because he is obviously one of the better pass rushers in the NFL. Okay, let's just address the monkey and the elephant in the room, shall we? Mariners. Oh, Mariners. Mar- Mariners, Mariners, Mariners. Marinaz, whatever you want to call it, marinara sauce, whatever, right? Another lackluster performance last night for the Mariners. Robbie pitched fairly well to the tune of five and two-thirds innings pitch, two earned runs, two walks, eight strikeouts. Matt Boyd struggled yesterday pretty much for the first time, allowing two earned runs in a third of an inning. Just didn't have it yesterday. Really, I'm pumped to see Machanger record two hits yesterday. Uh, Jared Kalanick's two outs on the ground balls yesterday besides for the double play obviously. We're both over 105 exit velo. Just poor luck yesterday. His catch in the outfield was a perfect demonstration of how locked in he is right now, which we desperately need because obviously for those who have been watching, Mara's been playing like absolute you know what. 
Yeah, SH double hockey sticks, or whatever you want to call it, as Brock Hewer likes to say. Um, I am very impressed with everything I've seen from Jared Kelenic. I covered Jared Kelenic a little bit yesterday when he went uh, started six for sixteen on the road trip. Uh, obviously, not hitting, uh, his inability to get on the board or on the bases yesterday was a bummer, but he is hitting the ball well, very hard, consistently playing really good defense, good arm. Just seems a little bit different, and that's exactly what we needed for the Mariners team considering all of the uh, trials and tribulations, you could say, that we've been going through the last month. I didn't think we'd be going and be put in this position after uh, the series, which I'll cover up here, where we pretty much hit the high of highs and everything past that. It's been nothing but a down, down spiraling pit of darkness. With Eugenio Suarez back in the lineup yesterday, it's time to score some runs, boys. Granted, he's dealing with with the right index finger, with it being fractured. Totally understand. Uh, watching him swing the bat yesterday with how he's able to still, you know, in batting practice, put the ball into the upper tank with not you using the finger. It's pretty impressive. But uh, quite frankly, for those who have been watching, for those who haven't been watching, you, for those who've been watching, you'll feel like I'm just kind of re repeating myself, but it's for a good reason here. The last month, the Mariners baseball has been nothing short of unrelenting pain and frustration. The series starting off of the, the Atlanta Braves has been nothing but miserable. This team's stretch of, 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 of losses has been led by injuries, sloppy play, poor defense, and most of all, a lack of offense and timely hitting. This team has been led on offense, obviously, by Julio Rodriguez, Eugenio Suarez, and Cal Raleigh, all of which have posted over 20 home runs this season. Cal Raleigh leading the majors for home runs at catcher position. And, uh, and uh, again, I didn't think I covered this yesterday. Congratulations to Julio Rodriguez on winning Rookie of the Year via Baseball America. But uh, the most important thing, everybody, and I'm sure people aren't going to disagree with me on this at all, find a way to win. Be scrappy. Play with the same or similar emotion that fueled this team to its strong first half of the se uh, first half of the season. If I can talk today, fourteen game winning streak. All of all of the good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes only. You know, with the poor play, the magic number still dropped to six yesterday after the Orioles lost last night to the Boston Red Sox. Orioles can't pitch. Mariners can't hit. So. Thank goodness that they can't pitch and their pitching has been awful for a while in Baltimore. Robbie Ray said it best last night. We need to have less scoreboard watching and more focus on the field and the bats. Obviously, right? Just simply do your job. Play Mariners baseball. Play solid, sound defense. Have great to good pitching. The bullpen needs to pick it back up. I'm sure that this is probably what this all comes down to at the very end of this whole conversation, right? People are going to say, these guys are just banged up. And they are. But you know what? So is everybody else. Like Scott said, no excuses. All the teams right now are banged up. That's what makes baseball baseball. You play 162 games a season. It's going to be brutal, right? It's part. It's a marathon. It's not a race. That's what they say all the time. It's going to take a while. It's not a... You know, a 100 meter dash. This is a you know 100 mile marathon that you got to find a way to tag in and tag out. A couple players that I need to see step up. I need to see JP Crawford. You know, last the end of last season, I'm gonna bounce around a little bit, but this is for a good reason. I promise. At the end of last season, when the Mariners held the end of game moment for Kyle Seager post game, JP Crawford said he wanted to take the mantle of being the emotional leader of this ball club. Well, J.P. Crawford, to be honest with you, 
I've seen you play flat for like two months, maybe three months straight. I have been disappointed with you besides for literally maybe the first month of the season when you're hitting like 340 and nobody in their right mind thought that this is going to be able to continue because this is not the track record for J.P. Crawford. You know, maybe for the future in the offseason when we get into those conversations here when we get to the end of the season, which hopefully will be with, with the playoff run that we will address what the future entails for J.P. Crawford with this or with this organization. But J.P. Crawford, you need to step up. Mitch Haniger to its last night is a step in the right direction. I totally agree. I understand. I'm with you 120,000%, right? But we need to see Mitch hit for some power because when Mitch Haniger is truly Mitch Haniger like he was at the end of last season when he was arguably the hottest hitter in all of baseball, he wasn't missing any mistakes in the middle of the, the, the plate at all. And I'm seeing plenty of, of mistakes over and over again. And uh, last night was a, another perfect example, unfortunately. The Texas Rangers brought in a bullpen day. Not a Martin Perez who is slotted to start today versus George Kirby in today's pitching matchup. But a true bullpen day. A guy that hasn't, I believe he had never, or maybe he had pitched once total in his major league career at the big league level. It's not good enough. It's just not, you know, I'm tired of making excuses. I'm tired of seeing, you know, people on Twitter, which I reference a lot on this podcast, Maris Twitter, because Maris Twitter is a very uh, interesting place to say the least. It can be very bright. It can be very fun and encouraging or it could be very dark it could switch on the flip flip of a coin or the snap of a finger right just please mariners please on behalf of the emerald city faithful fans that have been waiting like myself for a very long time i don't care if you need to have a players only meeting that kicks scott out of the meeting i don't care if you need to have a manager's meeting on the side as well i don't care what i care about is this team playing the kind of baseball they are capable of playing? But it seems like everybody's pressing. Everybody's trying to pick up the slack from from the, the person that failed to do it in front of them versus just simply playing a the kind of baseball that got them to the point that they were at after the incredible series win versus the, the Atlanta Braves when everybody was playing and doing their job. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay, so that's what I got for Mariners today. We have Seahawks, and then we have the, the traditional walk-off, and I am out for today. Unfortunately, about an hour ago, the Seahawks officially placed running back Travis Homer on the short-term IR, which will put him out for a minimum of four games. Cornerback Xavier Crawford was signed to the active roster in due replacement. What I think and find to be interesting about this is, so the obviously the running back room for the Seattle Seahawks is based upon Rashad Penny, Ken Walker and uh, DJ Dallas. Now, do you have three capable running backs? I would anticipate they did sign. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, mess up this name. Godwin Igwe Buki. It's I G W E B U I K E. And then running uh, fullback Colin Galispia to 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 the practice squad. But the fact that you do have a super deep room, uh, deep room and depth at running back with those three that I mentioned, I don't know anything about this other kid they signed today. I don't know any stats. I don't know where he came from. But uh, it's enough on there. Unfortunately, uh, Scott Nelson, the safety from Wisconsin and special teams guy, was released to make room on the practice squad. 
for one of those two guys today. Shelby Harris uh, is officially back with the team. Will not practice this week as he continues to deal with a glute issue, but we'll, they will work him into the rotation with the hopes that he is ready to play when it comes to the game on Sunday versus the Detroit Lions. Cornerback Trey Brown is back and running at full speed. Still a few weeks away from returning, Pete said, but the positive note in the right direction is that the trainers feel positive and confident enough with putting a date on him for when he should be ready to go, which signifies that they see a lot uh, from him pointing in the right direction for him being able to get back onto the football field sooner than later, which would be greatly needed and appreciated, especially with the struggles on defense lately. Not that that's got too much to do with the cornerbacks, but more to do with the inability to tackle and uh, to stop the run in general. Coach Pete reiterated that Boye Mafe and Daryl Johnson need to be back in or need to be in the in the rotation. I've heard some comments uh, also this week from Pete talking about Daryl Taylor and his uh, inability to affect games. Now, granted, I did talk about in yesterday's show that uh, he did have a sack and a forced fumble, which obviously is great. That's what you want to see, especially out of defensive and pass rushers. However, when you were talking about what this team was supposed to be built upon, and I keep talking about this, and I'll keep talking about it until the, the, the cows come home, that Pete Carroll's teams, when he, they are firing a full cylinder at full max capable you know, effort, is you stop the run hard. When we were top team, we had a top 10 run defense. You run the ball with vigorous intent. Vigorous is probably my word for the day in general. But this, just watching, I've been talking about Geno Smith, 44 pass attempts. It's just too much. It's too many pass attempts. It's not Pete Carroll football. How is it that you literally trade your franchise quarterback and Russell Wilson mainly because you want to run your system, not dropping the ball, letting Russ cook, throwing 35-plus times a game, but yet you trade Russell, which is a different conversation, right? And then when he's gone, you throw the ball more with Geno Smith. What the hell is this? What is this madness? This doesn't make any sense to anybody. Geno Smith should not be throwing the ball 44 times. Pete, you know this. You know this. And yet, for some stupid reason that I can't put my finger on quite yet, you won't just flat out say, yeah, our running attack just isn't good enough. Uh, three games should be, or coming into week four, you'd think there'd be enough time to say, we are not playing the kind of football that you went on every bloody freaking radio station possible outlet and said, we're going to get back to our roots, and Jody cleared us to say we can redo this again and try and build it back to the years of prosperity and la la la. Well, guess what? Talk is cheap, Pete. Actions speak louder. So how about you go out, you give Rashad Penny 20 carries, regardless of whatever the hell happens on Sunday. I don't get. I don't care if we lose this game versus the Detroit Lions. The Lions, in my opinion, are a better football team. Than, than, than the Seahawks. I didn't think I'd be saying that anytime soon. But you look at what they do. They have a decent defense. They've got a couple of good, of good players on there. They've got a good left tackle in Sewell. Jared Goff's playing pretty efficient football right now. Unfortunately, they're running back. Uh, DeAndre Swift will un- be most likely un- or be unlikely to play on Sunday versus the Seahawks with this shoulder issue. They said it would take a miraculous or a 
you know, unprecedented uh, healing growth from DeAndre Swift for him to be back, which for fantasy owners is going to be sad because DeAndre Swift is usually a walking 20 piece per game. So, just figure it out, boys. Just please. This whole, this the last month of, besides, okay, obviously besides for when the Seahawks beat the Denver Broncos, which is our Super Bowl. Everybody knows that, right? That, uh, we got to just figure out a way to play some good sports. It's not asking for a ton. It's really not. And I don't know everybody's going to say, you know, oh, well, this and that and this and that. And this is the reason for this. And we just need to be patient. New scheme. And, you know, Gino's not exactly a great quarterback. So why are you expecting so much? It's Pete Carroll, one of the most winning coaches in NFL history. It's flat out. And I don't... I know I feel like I'm just preaching to people right today, and I don't. That's not what I'm here for. I'm just trying to give you guys the inside skinny. But here's a fun fact for you guys about this whole Geno Smith thing. <clears throat> Excuse me, Geno Smith's 77.5 completion percentage leads the NFL, and per ESPN stats info, is the third best start for a team's first three games since 1950. That means there have been three other quarterbacks, or excuse me, two other quarterbacks in the last what? 50, 72 years that have had the have had a better start to their season for the first few games than, than Geno Smith. Geno's doing his job. It's time for the running game and the defense, mostly the damn defense, to play some actual defense. Tear, let it, cut it loose, Pete. Cut it loose, Clint Hurt. Cut it loose, Andy Dickerson. All these guys. Two of, of, of the new bloods, Andy Dickerson, Clint Hurt. Let's go. Let's play some freaking football. This has been embarrassing. Thank God the Denver Broncos suck as much as they do. You know? And I'm sorry if there's Broncos fans to listen to this. If you do, I got a lot of respect for you. Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you much of any love this season. I mean, besides the fact that Portland's setting on my fantasy team, but that's a different conversation for a different day. And I have Russell Wilson, but Hey, let's try and keep that on the down low, okay? I'm about to cut R- Russell Wilson from my fantasy squad because he ain't doing Jack Diddley squat. Um, but, I mean, everybody that knows that or been watching games so far this season knows that Russell Wilson's not being R- R- Russell Wilson. But, please, just... I've been entering about this all podcast, and I apologize. I'm, I've am i been ranting today. I have. I've been a little bit off. It's been a frustrating couple of days. But bear with me. Walk off. It's going to be a good one. And I'm out, okay? Hopefully with fingers and toes crossed that last night was rock bottom for, for the Seattle Mariners. Not after they were 11 games under 500. Not after the disaster in Kansas City, right? Last night, rock bottom. Between the comments from both Robbie Ray and Scott, the players know what they need to do to right this ship versus the Texas Rangers starting today. Play the same style of baseball that got you to where we were when we beat the world champion Atlanta Braves, taking two out of three on a miraculous home runs by Julio Rodriguez and good vibes only Eugenio Suarez. Look for a bounce back today for for the young phenom in George Kirby. Kerbatron, as I like to nickname him, because he's just a machine. Get out in front early. Score some bloody damn runs. Let the kick get settled in. Let him get comfortable. Put the pressure on Texas. Make him play the kind of baseball that we've all been succumbed to watching the last month from the Seattle Mariners. And that's just nothing but pain, agony, and torture. 
right? I remember in high school, uh, my strength training coach, we had what was called PTAs on Fridays. It's pain, torture, and agony, baby. You're going to hate it, but you're going to love yourself when it's done. And if maybe that means that we had to condition ourselves to all of this just month of putrid baseball that we're supposed to play good now, so be it. But that means we need to start playing good baseball starting tonight. Okay? Just please. Please play sound defense. Score some runners and uh, get some runners in scoring, scoring position. Score them. Bring them home. Doesn't have to be the big fly. Don't live and die by the home run like Jerry talks about on the Brock and Salk show. Don't be that team. Because those teams don't get you any far. Or don't, don't you get you very far inside the overall playoffs. Just play the way that the Seattle Mariners are known for playing. Good, solid, foundational baseball. That's all I'm asking for. And uh, my little three claps means that uh, it's time for us to log out today. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening to, to, to uh, today's show. I apologize for not having a podcast up yesterday. Just a rough day. I need a mental reset. We all did. Uh, last night didn't help at all, but let's just hope we can please, please, please see how the Mariners find a way to win this ball game tonight. Show some resilience and just kick some Texas ass, okay? Thank you guys so much for listening to today's show. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, if you have not yet, please do subscribe. Um, I know I ask all the time for that, but that does help me out a ton. Um, it helps my numbers. It helps me uh, grow my network, my brand, my podcast. And I work my butt off for you guys to get these out as much as possible. Thank you guys for taking the time out of your day for listening. See us rise. Go Hawks. Let's get a damn dub tonight.